Sports World. What is good? Chris Dell here, your host of Family Food Sports Podcast, welcoming you to our weekly NFL Rants and Raves podcast, talking a little bit about the weekend that was being week five, that is, and looking ahead to some things in week six of the NFL season. With me, as always, my co-host slash father, former Tampa Bay Bucks beat writer, Mr. Alan Dell, the godfather, and a man who's got a man crush on little old Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns' new rookie signal caller out of Oklahoma, Mr. Alan Dell. How you doing today? All right. I mean, we can all talk about the Rams, KC, New Orleans. They're all up there, top three teams in the league in New England, but... My sleeper are the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> That's the funniest damn thing I've ever heard. And you got to love them. I mean, you just got to love, you got to love Baker Mayfield, what they've done three overtime games in five weeks. I just hope we yeah, can win a game. If it was a missed call, maybe by an official bad kick, they would have won all three. You got to love Baker. He's the man. Everybody criticized the Browns picking him first. It's my quarterback. He's proving everybody wrong. Including yourself, huh? You criticized yeah, him for former, taking him number former, one. Former walk-on, too. How about that? Yeah, former walk-on. That's pretty damn impressive. Ugly is beautiful. That kick that Greg Joseph made was the ugliest field goal kick I've seen in the last 20 years. It was wobbling. It looked like a wounded duck that wasn't going to make it to the pond, and somehow it made it. But it, it looked beautiful afterwards. So, so ugly man, is beautiful for the Browns. Ugly okay, is beautiful. Mr. Allen Dell raving about Baker Mayfield, rookie signal Cleveland caller for the Cleveland Browns, design. baby. The dog pound. How about my beloved Bungles sitting yeah, on, at 4-1 and one this year? The only 4-1 and one team in the NFL besides the New Orleans Saints who had a big Monday night Good old-fashioned whipping of the Washington Redskins. And how about our top five power rankings for this week heading into week six? Los Angeles Rams number one, Kansas City number two. I think we can both agree on that, the only two undefeated teams in the league. How about number three? I got New England. As you said on last week's podcast, the Patriots are the Patriots. I got the, I got the Saints at number three, four and one, especially after last night. Okay, so the you got Saints three. I, I'll give you that. I got Saints four. And then I got Carolina 5, whose only loss was in week two by seven points at Atlanta. But I think that they're a pretty darn good football team. They did, in fact, beat my beloved Cincinnati Bengals. I'll give honorable mention number six to the Cincinnati Bengals. Big home game at Paul Brown Stadium this weekend coming up with the Pittsburgh Steelers. We talk well, about I got New Orleans, as I said, number three. I got the Chargers, four, Woo! and the uh, New England Patriots, five. And right on the outside, I got the Cleveland Browns at number six. I do, without a winning record, and I, that's I, sixth best team in the league, huh? I, well, overtime games, they got take one guy, one victory got taken away from by a ref, bad call. And Cincinnati, I see that they're doomed. They have to, that, the way they won the last two weeks, they're doomed. They're they're heading for a crash. Oh, it's going to be an ugly crash. I feel sorry for the Bengals fans. They're going to be crying again. But you don't say that. Screaming for Marvin Lewis to be fired. Screaming for Andy <laughs> Dalton to be traded. It's it's happening. It's right there. You can't miss it. Point hey, well taken. you know what? I, I'm trying to remain optimistic over here. Trust me, I could easily see the Pittsburgh Steelers waltzing into Paul Brown Stadium on Sunday with the Bengals favored by Vegas for two and a half points on the spread and the Steelers winning that game by 22 and a half plus points. Let's just say that I could easily see a 35 to 10 whooping of the Cincinnati Bengals in that one and a big win for the Steelers on the road who seemingly always play well at Cincinnati. However, I have to remain optimistic. The Bengals are 4 and 1. They've had some big comeback wins on the season including this past weekend overcoming a 17 to nothing second half deficit against the Miami Dolphins. Look, Andy Dalton's not 
He's not a world beater, but he's playing good football. He's playing decent. Yeah, the defense won their last game. Didn't the they? the defense has won a couple games for them. They 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 won the uh, week one was a, which was also a comeback victory against the Indianapolis Colts. But they're allowing still a lot of points and a lot of yards on the season. So you know the, the Bengals had the one loss, which was at Carolina. They had another comeback win at Atlanta. So three out of their four wins, comeback wins on the season. They had the one impressive Thursday night win over the Baltimore Ravens. So, you know, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I'm not putting them in my top five, but I'm giving them honorable mention for five games into the year. But see, I like crazy. Six and a recovered fumble for a touchdown to beat the Dolphins. So. All right. Well, you know, let, let me let me, let me me enjoy this a little bit, Mr. Allendale. Let, let, me, let, me, let me relish in these victories real quick because it, it might not be too many over the next two weeks with the Bengals hosting the Steelers and then at Kansas City next Sunday night. That's going to be a good week seven showdown. Patrick Mahomes and Arrowhead Stadium hosting the Cincinnati Bengals there but I mean I, I guess you could say you look across the NFL and there's so much uncertainty right now like the NFC East Washington Redskins are the best team in that division record wise yeah. after getting trounced by the Saints and they're sitting at two and two obviously had the bye week already Cowboys and Eagles both two and three and my the opinion, Giants Thursday night sucked. football they're one that, and four that, they could tie the Eagles record wise with a win Thursday night yeah they, I think nine and seven could win the NFC East so how that, about eight that, and eight <laughs> that, that game was real important Thursday night I mean if they go to if they the Giants lose again I, that's a big hole even in that division but if if they win I mean it's a crapshoot uh, and uh, you don't know what kind of effect uh, Odell Beckham's out there critiquing Eli Manning, making him look bad, and then he says, he, oh, I didn't really do what I did. Great cash, homie. I, 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 I think the Giants are going to regret all the money they paid Odell Beckham. Yeah. I mean, he made his mistakes in that game. He tried to, to block the gunner on a punt and it hit his leg, and then they turned it into a, a touchdown. You're making me look yeah. bad, man. Beckham's a joke, in my opinion. I mean, look, it's just, you know, it's a, it's a common rant. I mean, him coming out with the big interview Sunday morning before the game started, and now that's all anyone's getting asked in that New York Giants locker room. Look, I, I covered that locker room for a summer when I was writing for the New York Daily News, man. And, I, I was there before they drafted Odell Beckham. So Eli Manning was there, and uh, you know, obviously Tom Coughlin was the coach there at the time. But this this is a group of guys and, and a city that doesn't want that drama around their football team. And I, I know he's a very popular guy on social media with the young kids, the millennials on the block, so to speak. Oh yeah. But he, he's 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 talking too much, and he's and he's rubbing off as a bad influence on another young receiver there in Sterling Shepard. We all saw him on video slamming trash cans on the sideline. I mean, come on, you know, you got Odell. <laughs> Benjamin punching nets and getting injured. It's just absolutely ridiculous. It's its lack of respect for the game of football. It's lack of respect for the league. Word. Lack of respect for your teammates and for your fans when you're doing stupid antics like that, like Odell Beckham is, and what he's making other teammates do seemingly as a role model and influence on that team, saying that he's a leader now. What was it? Is he saying he's a leader just because he's getting paid more? Know, That's just ridiculous. Of, of, of a turnaround if you want a crown, linebacker Vontez, perfect. Not exactly the role model guy. Yeah. He came back from his late suspension and had seven tackles. Yeah. Second on the team against the Dolphins. He, so maybe he he's, was, he's their best defensive player, but can he last more than two games without getting suspended again or getting hit with penalties? The guy's a hell of a talent. But how long can he actually stay on the and field speaking, for? And speaking of the Giants, a lot of people now are saying, well, they should have picked a quarterback. I think they did the right thing picking Barkley. 
And they'll get a quarterback next year, especially if they wind up in the bottom of the leagues. There's a lot of good quarterbacks. Justin Herbert, Oregon, everybody wants him. Some good quarterbacks out there. I'll, I'll give you that for sure. And then I'd have to say, you know, obviously ranting a little bit about Odell Beckham, but my main rant of the week, and we talked about it yesterday a little bit, is with the Green Bay Packers and obviously getting blown out in the first half to the Detroit Lions and Aaron Rodgers with his almost an heroic comeback attempt, thwarted a little bit by his own kicker, Mason Crosby missing four field goals and extra point. But how about I'm going to place the blame not on the kicker who just had a really bad day. And he, he's the best kicker in Green Bay history, some could argue, but at least statistically he is definitely. Mike McCarthy, You're fired. The, the, the seemingly the most stubborn NFL coach right now in the league, is just not opening up the playbook for Aaron Rodgers. You got a guy, Ty Montgomery, who's played running back the last few years. You're not lining him out wide. You're playing him on running back. You're playing him at running back on a third of the snaps in the game. And you got a guy, Aaron Jones, amongst the league leaders in yards per carry this year, third game off his suspension, and still not giving him the ball, trying to tell reporters, oh, well, we like the three guys we have back there. Any, any football fan or casual sports fan who has seen Jamal Williams run the ball for the Green Bay Packers knows that he's not a guy you should be giving any carries to. Maybe you think he's a halfway decent pass blocker. Aaron Jones is actually grading better than Jamal Williams on pass blocking, according to experts this year, so why not give the ball and put Aaron Jones on the field more? Mike McCarthy, pure stubbornness and ignorance on the sidelines as a head coach, and there's been a lot of beef and heat building between him and Aaron Rodgers. I think he's just trying to stand his ground. I don't see much. Unless the Packers make an extremely deep playoff run this year, Mike McCarthy will not be back next season as Packers head coach. And the fact they've only won one Super Bowl in Aaron Rodgers' tenure should tell you something about the coaching staff and the play calling coming from Mike McCarthy himself. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. was terrible. I on the ref. The Saints game last night, everybody knew that Drew Brees was 201 yards short of passing the NFL career passing record. He got it. There was a big celebration. And believe it or not, still threw a flag. Unbelievable. So the Saints got flagged for uh, excessive celebration. I'm just excited to be here. So so Drew Brees, get, you should just let him celebrate. Hey, the Redskins sure let him celebrate. Not much defense from the Skins in that game on the road. Now, later on, the NFL said, oh, wait a minute, we didn't really do that. The penalty f- was for a taunt that occurred in the corner of the end zone, not for excessive celebration uh, by Traquan Smith. Remember uh, me? Okay. I so don't know. If you Roger were, Goodell in the headset you know, of these refs, huh? believe Roger Goodell, you go ahead and believe it. That was a great thing by Drew Brees. And the way the passing's going oh, uh, these days – his record probably won't stand for that long. In fact, I've heard out of the young quarterback, the guy that's on, on route to beat Drew Brees, believe it or not, is uh, Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford. So it's just the rules are changing. But Drew's a, Drew Brees is a great quarterback. And he's a guy that uh, Miami Dolphins didn't want, if you remember, when Nick Saban was a head coach. Now he claims he wanted him, but the doctor, <laughs> the doctor said, no, pick Dante Culpepper. We oh, okay, great, great move, Nick Saban. That's why you're not an NFL coach, man. You're just, hey! you're just a good recruiter out there in college. You're, you're good at giving boosters money so they can give the players some money. But we'll, we'll get off that rant here for a second. I mean, I don't think anyone's ever going to argue, even if Stafford or any other you know halfway decent mediocre quarterback beats Drew Brees' passing statistics. We all know Brees – is one of the all-time greats. He's been one of your favorite players for the last decade, it seems like. I mean, he's been one of your top fantasy picks almost every single year for the last five years, Absolutely, it's, it seems like. And, and he was slept on this year in fantasy football. But just looking at regular football and football played on the field, not in fantasy, where do you rank? I mean, you, you've been around Mr. Allendale for a few decades now. Where do you rank Drew Brees amongst all-time quarterbacks, the guys that you've seen play? Well, if you're going to go back to the, the old days, I mean – 
He's in the top ten, but if you're, you were talking about Joe, you know, Dan Marino going back, John Elway, Johnny Unitas, come on, one of the greatest of all time. So you, you put those guys all ahead of Breeze. No, I, no, he belongs in that company, but I'm saying it's hard. to The, the people that – some of the media members today, they, they don't go back beyond Elway. Elway's the last quarterback to play in the NFL. But there were some great quarterbacks in those days. Johnny Unitas, uh, I think of Sid Luckman. Everybody heard Otto Graham. I mean, if you want to go back, the rules were you could kill quarterbacks in those days. They asked Joe Namath. He, he got thrown, tossed around, and everything else. So, yeah. if you want to go from the John L. Elway era up, okay, then Breeze in the top three. But if you want to go all the way back and you got to throw Joe Montana in there and, and all, everybody else, I mean, he's, Breeze, Breeze, it's hard to make that top ten. What if, what if Breeze gets another Super Bowl? Does that put him ahead of any of these guys? I think I – mean, I, I Multiple yeah. Super Bowl MVPs if he gets well, it. Well, Dan Marino never won a Super Bowl. He's certainly one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Maybe he had yeah. the quickest release of all time. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, my heart is beating. Definitely say that. Drew Brees, I mean, this is a statistic that's maybe a little outdated. People don't put as much importance on as importance on it as they used to. His passer rating. He, Drew Brees leads the NFL in passer rating, 122.3. How about this statistic? He might not be leading the NFL in touchdowns. He, right, he, he's tied for fourth, right? Guys got, got, uh, got guys like Patrick Mahomes, who's leading the NFL with 14 touchdowns ahead of him, Phillip Rivers, Tom Brady, even Dalton Luck, Jared Goff. But – Drew Brees is the only starting quarterback in the NFL with no interceptions this year. How so about far, that? Yeah. I mean, it's so far, that's pretty damn good through five games. I mean, New Orleans, we talked about both. We both have him in our power rankings. Look, you got him at number three. I got him at number four, just behind New England. And there, there's no argument why, why they aren't, you know, going to be, sh- shouldn't be ranked in the top three, or at least will be ranked in the top three moving forward as some of these teams ahead of them lose maybe one or two more games. But look, go back to our preseason well, picks. Well, well, I had the Saints in the Super Bowl. I, I, I was waffling on that pick the last couple of weeks because their defenses looked absolutely atrocious. But if they can somewhat play to the level of defense that they played last year, there's no reason why the Saints shouldn't make it deeper into the playoffs and shouldn't be able to win a second Super Bowl in, Drew Bre- yeah, in the one, Drew Brees era. One last thing about Drew Brees, he's closing in on Peyton Manning's record for career touchdown passes. Right. Remember, uh, Manning has 539, Far hey. 508. So yeah. that's going to be another record. He won't get it this year, but I think he plans on playing – Multiple seasons. So well, if, if you go on social media or Google it, you get Peyton Manning put out a funny uh, congratulation video message to Drew Brees talking about him passing the yardage record and then soon to be passing the touchdown record. So pretty, pretty funny from Peyton Manning showing all respect, obviously, to Drew Brees. But anyways, moving on from that, how about the third, Thursday night game? We wrap this NFL rants and raves podcast up. We got the Philadelphia Eagles visiting the New York Giants. I mean, like we said, these are two teams with sub 500 records right now, but Two teams that's still in in e- easily still being both in contention to win the division and make the playoffs, right? Yeah, yeah I'm wondering how Saquon Barkley can go after only you know, four days rest for a running back. That's pretty tough. And my, my my biggest fear of Odell Beckham is that he'll become another Carmelo Anthony. All he cares about is taking a shot and nothing else. All he cares about is his offensive statistics. Yeah, how about right. that? I mean, yeah. that, that's the biggest parallel I see when you bring up Carmelo Anthony right there is a guy who's just worried about stats, 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 well, and not actually winning defense. games, <laughs> not playing defense. Right. Well, he didn't do a good job playing defense with that muff punt in the game against Carolina, which essentially gave up the game-winning touchdown. So, yeah, you might you had the fancy little trick pass to I mean, Saquon Barkley, but come on, man. Odell Beckham – 
is just not he, he's you're supposed to be a leader you're supposed to be a role model you're definitely not you do that with your actions and not your words and his words and action neither of them are amounting to any type of leadership right now for the yeah. new york giants that being said eli manning uh, there's not much gas left in the tank for him let's be honest so. <laughs> oh, yeah, we, but there, <laughs> I, there never was a lot of gas in the tank for him i mean right to me he's not a hall of famer he had two mvps two super bowls but if you look at his entire record career record it, it's not good it's not it's not hall of fame but he'll probably get it because those two Super Bowls. How do you pay, yeah, man? He's been, str- uh, he's been struggling throwing the deep ball. How about, how about he's, out of all current starting quarterbacks, Eli Manning ranks last in terms of longest pass completed this year. His longest pass completed on the season, despite having two extremely athletic, talented receivers on the outside, Sterling Shepard and Beckham, that is, 40 yards the longest he's done. Six touchdowns, three interceptions, nothing that's screaming at you or jumping at you off the stat sheet there. But look, the Giants have as good a chance as any to beat this Philadelphia oh, Eagles team. Eagles seemingly don't have an identity right now, right? You've been down on the Eagles all season. And well, who's the running back now? It's going to be a combination of Corey Clement, Wendell Smallwood. They got a rookie in there named Josh Adams. It's News came out this week that they're inquiring about getting in a trade, LaShawn McCoy from the Buffalo Bills. We'll see if that comes any fruition. Obviously, McCoy, a former Eagles running back himself. Something's got to give in this game because the Eagles are 0-2 on the road this year. Giants are 0-2 at home, right? So something's got to give in in that matchup for sure. Two other games I got my eye on, and we'll get into them later in the week with our NFL Las Vegas Quick Picks episode where we pick every single game against the spread is the Pittsburgh Steelers at Cincinnati Bengals. Touched on that a little bit earlier in this podcast, but how about Sunday night? Kansas City at New England, man. Bill Belichick raving about Patrick Mahomes being able to let it rip, has the arm, et cetera, et cetera. Patriots, you know they're going to be scheming against Mahomes. Question is, will it work? Maybe the two smartest coaches in football outside of Sean McVay. You got Bill Belichick going up against Andy Reid. What are you, what are you looking oh, forward Bill, to or Bill, seeing in that Belichick one? Belichick always says great things about his opponents. He'll make it up no matter what it is. So you got to take that for what it's worth. Touche. Touche about that. Yeah. Well, it looks like uh, we're going to wrap it up here. And just one thing, I, I raved a little bit about my beloved Bungles, but I wanted to give one special shout-out and a raid back to the Green Bay Packers, not the coach. No, not the coach, not the kicker. How about somebody who actually played well and did the right things on Sunday, and that's our boy, University of South Florida Bulls alumni and rookie receiver Marquez Valdez-Scanling. I'm going to talk this guy up all week and for the rest of the year as long as he continues to produce. This guy was a fifth-round draft pick out of South Florida. Played with a run-first quarterback last year in his senior year with the Bulls, with Quinton Flowers at quarterback, the last couple years, that is. So his statistics didn't necessarily jump off, off the stat sheet for you either. But this guy has a chance to be maybe at some point in the next year or two the number one receiver in Green Bay's offense. He's explosive, has good speed, has good hands, and really good size. Marquez Valdez-Scantlin, as many people are now calling him MVS because they don't know how to say his name properly, he put on a show this past weekend and almost had two touchdowns if the second one wasn't called back due to a challenge. How about your boy Scantlin, man? Yeah, well, I said from the day he left South Florida that he's a guy you want to put on your team because he's a sleeper. A fantasy sleeper and regular football sleeper as well. That's going to do it here for our weekly NFL Rants and Rays podcast. You're listening to the Family Feud Sports Podcast coming at you each week with brand new episodes talking about college football, talking about the NFL, talking a little fantasy, and making our weekly Vegas quick picks against the spread later in the week. Mr. Allendale, how do you want to sign us Yeah, I just got one thing to say. One thing. 
Cleveland. Cleveland. Dog pound, baby. You heard it here first. Hey, who day? Bengals. Hopefully they beat them Steelers on, on Sunday, but we'll see. I ain't betting on that game, that's for sure. We'll see you next time, guys and gals. Peace out. Right there? She about to get your ass in the trap. <laughs> <laughs>